And like Jack said, what makes you excited? Pay attention to those things. And I don't think it was ever for me. It might have been for Jack. I don't know. But just this like light bulb moment of, okay, this is exactly what I'm destined to do for the rest of my life. I feel like for a lot of people, it takes a, a good bit of time to really figure out, okay, I want to be here for a long time. Um, and a lot of that was just getting myself into opportunities or internships that I didn't really love. And that helped me figure out more of what I kind of thought I did want to do. This is Wolfpack Career Chats, your favorite personal and professional development podcast. You will hear inspiring stories, people overcoming obstacles. This is Marcy Bullock, and I devote my life to helping other people figure out what to devote theirs to. Remember my top five P's. Stay present, trust the process, explore your path, release the pressure valve, and unleash your potential. Recording live today in USC 202, which is the Career Exploration Seminar. And today we have two graduates of this class. They were actually in the class prior to the pandemic. So they sat at the same table together. They did all the different assessments that you have done with your Strengths Finder and your Sparkotype and did your resume and your cover letter, all the things that you are participating in. And I'm going to guess that they had no idea that they'd be where they are today when they sat in my classroom. I see Jack nodding and Isabel smiling because you do not have to have it figured out. It's going to take a lot of decades to go into this process. So uh, class, we're going to welcome our two special guests today, Isabel Rocco and Jack Bannix, and I'm going to ask them both to introduce themselves. They've done the elevator pitch before. How did you get to where you are now? Isabel, would you like to kick it off? Sure, I would love to. Hi, everyone. Um, I am Isabel, and I graduated from NC State this past May in the middle of all the craziness with the pandemic, Um, and I graduated with a degree in public relations, and I got my minor in nonprofit studies. I absolutely loved my time at NC State. Um, And I did not have any idea that this is where I would be. Um, But I'm so excited to be here. And I am currently working for a ministry in Charlotte. It's called Proverbs 31 Ministries. Um, And then I actually had a job prior to this. Um, It was a seasonal role at another nonprofit called Samaritan's Purse. They do the shoe boxes every year for kids around the world at Christmas time. Um, so some of y'all might be familiar with that. Um, but yeah, definitely a crazy time to get me to where I am, especially in the midst of graduating during a pandemic. So I'm just excited to be able to share with you guys a little bit of tips today and insight, um, but I'm still definitely learning and growing every day um, as a recent grad. Thanks for that intro, Isabel. And it's interesting that you've already had two jobs in such a short time. And that's right, you finished right when uh, all of graduation got canceled and was virtual. And we just heard that this year, we have a few seniors in our class that we will be in person. So that's kind of exciting um, that we'll be in person in May on two different days with some social distancing and safety requirements. So everyone got a few tickets to use for that. And Jack, welcome, welcome. You graduated before all this 
just happened, right? Correct. I was the last walking class before COVID. Um, so that was a fun experience. And I'm so excited that the seniors will be able to walk this year. It really, like, I like, if I'm being honest, I showed up to graduation. I was like, I'm going to do this because my parents want to see it. But I'm sitting there on the floor and I like get teary eyed because seriously, NC State is a place that is true to my heart. There's been so many amazing memories made there. And it kind of all, I don't want to say overwhelms at that point in time, but you start to realize the impact it's made uh, and what you're not leaving behind because Wolfpack alumni, they live on forever. So uh, a little intro on myself. So I graduated in December of 2019. I had a degree in business administration with a concentration in human resource management. Uh, I originally graduated and was planning on working at a company in Cary called SAS for the foreseeable future. But similar to Isabel, I've actually had two roles since graduating, technically three. Um, but so I worked at SAS for a little. I ended up accepting an offer at Ernst & Young uh, in December of 2019. It all blends together. And they did something crazy and they kept pushing start date back. So I was like, am I going to even start? Uh, but had to pivot to that because as you all are experiencing right now, it's it can be hectic uh, when you're coming right out of college into your first role, but ended up actually having a contract position at a blockchain company, uh, which was super interesting because I had like no experience into that and was able to work there for a few months and then ended up starting at EY in January of this year. So I've been there for a little over two, three months now. So absolutely love it. Did not think I was going to be here, especially when I was in Marcy's class. I thought I had my whole future planned out. Uh, and I obviously didn't. Things have changed, right? And it's it's interesting how serendipity plays a role and how paths start taking a different direction. And both of you in new jobs just in the last couple months. I've loved watching your journey and seeing all of your success. So I'm going to throw a few questions out and I'll, I'll call on one person and we'll just alternate back and forth. Um, so Isabel, you can hit this one first and then Jack, you can jump in with your thoughts after uh, and we'll, we'll kind of go back and forth. So the first question is, what do you wish you had done differently in college, Isabel, as you look back on your experience, and this might help some of our students now who are making decisions as we come back from this pandemic as there's opportunities to get engaged and involved again with each other in person. Yeah, um, this was um, definitely hard to think about, but I think the CDC is something that I utilized a good bit, but did not realize how many resources were available to me until probably my junior, beginning of my junior year there, um, Marcy, when I started taking your class. And really, I mean, adults pay to get their resumes reviewed, to have cover letters reviewed. You could go in and have a mock interview. And honestly, the more mock interviews you can do, and I know that looks a little bit different right now with Zoom, um, but really just like utilizing all of the resources that the CDC has. They have, um, a, I forget what it's called, but like the professional closet where if you don't own a blazer, like I didn't own a blazer when I went to college, you can go find a blazer that is your size and you get to keep it. It's like free clothes. And I was just shocked at how many students didn't really know that that was a resource. So um, just become really good friends with the CDC and don't wait until your senior year. Obviously, if you're a senior and you haven't utilized it, like go. But I wish I would have started as early as the first semester of my freshman year, really getting plugged in there um, and getting to know all the employees that work there because that was such a huge resource. Um, even now that I'm graduated, still utilizing things that I learned there. Um, and I'm sure I will continue to do so like in my career. So 
Thank you for saying that, Isabel. And and of course, tooting the horn of the place that I work. So those of you who know the acronym, it's Career Development Center, not the Center for Disease Control, although that's another really important CDC. We do, we have a professional clothing closet, students, and that is open now. That is open now during the pandemic, and it will remain open when we're back in person again. So Jack, what are some of your reflections? Yeah, I 100% would start off by agreeing with Isabel. I I even went and borrowed a jacket before one of my interviews and ended up getting it. So obviously, there's some good luck coming out of those clothes. Uh, so highly recommend uh, utilizing that resource. I think in a same kind of way that Isabel just described, I think not just utilizing like the CDC, but also the relationships with your professors. Uh, that's something that I didn't really realize until probably my last year of college. And I really wish looking back that I invested more time and cared more about uh, those relationships. And the main reason I say that is employers, when they come to the school uh, looking for people, they either contact the CDC or they contact your professors directly because of some connections made. And the closer relationship you have with your professors, the more they see you as someone who's passionate, excited about the field that they teach about, you're going to be the name on the top of their list when they recommend students. That's the exact reason I ended up in my role here at EY. I wasn't even there actually when the the recruiter had come to talk. I was traveling for a different job I was in at the time. But because of that relationship I had fostered with that professor, he was able to go to bat to me and speak and say, hey, you should give this person a shot. Those relationships are so important. And even now, a lot of Zoom office hours are happening. So just popping in, asking questions, connecting these faculty members are real people just like you are. And they will champion you when opportunities come available if you're really intentional about those relationships. So Jack, just to continue on with um, how you can stand out. So a lot of our students, they're anywhere from freshman to senior maybe trying to get their first internship or their first job this coming summer. What did you do to stand out from the competition without going overboard? That's a great question. And I feel like even, you know, we're in this crazy time of COVID, but I feel like this is something that even pertains to like outside of COVID and the hecticness. We always feel this need. How do we separate ourselves? And that's even an interview question you'll, you'll get sometimes where it's, you know, what makes you different? Why should we hire you specifically for this role? I would say you are in a very unique uh, position right now where you have a lot of time. Um, some of you may not, so I apologize for, for those who, who I may be speaking over, but you do usually have a lot more time as a student. And with that, I think taking advantage of networking, specifically reaching out to people, whether it's via LinkedIn or whether it's via different alumni channels, you have the opportunity now to connect with people. Just a Zoom call, even if it's just a Google Hangouts that you throw together last second. People are hungry to to, to see and interact with people, especially people outside of their day-to-day. So I really recommend you know utilizing that t- extra time you have to make those extra connections uh, with the alumni at NC State. That's a very good point. And uh, Isabel, what would you say about that, standing out? Yeah, I would definitely echo um, what Jack said. I think also something that I did in Marcy's class, I'm going to reference your class a lot, but um, the branding video that you had us complete, I'm not sure if this section does that as well, but I posted that on my LinkedIn and I had actually 
a lot of people reach out to me that had watched that. Um, and basically, it was kind of like my elevator pitch, what my strengths were, um, kind of what my career aspirations were. And I had people direct message me, I think just because it's something different. Um, rather than just like posting your resume in a post on LinkedIn. So really just trying, like Jack said, to be creative and unique and even taking just taking advantage of as many opportunities. And I know it's limited right now with COVID and that's so tough. And we're all trying to navigate what that looks like um, and believe that employers will have grace for you guys like when you graduate. And I know that they will um, because this is just such a crazy time. But I also think... Um, as many people that you can talk to and really just network with. Um, I remember I talked to Marcy about this when I was about to graduate, just like asking her for tips. And this was when the pandemic had just hit and I still was unsure of what I was doing after graduation. And she just challenged me to speak with maybe one or two people every couple weeks, set up a Zoom call um, and have that goal for yourself. Um, and it could be just as simple as having Marcy connect you with someone on LinkedIn that is in a career field that you're interested in. Um, like Jack said, people are really willing and wanting to help recent grads right now. It was so encouraging to me to see the amount of people who were really just all hands on trying to help recent grads. Um, so be encouraged in that and really utilize um, the resources that are at your fingertips because um, yeah, it will pay off. And it did pay off for both of you. And it, it's lovely to have you reinforce some of the things that our students are already doing because they're in this class. They've already done an informational interview or will soon. They've already done a mock interview. They've already done a resume and a cover letter, and they'll soon make a video of themselves. And you're right. People do want to help and give back. So even when it's not required for a class, just like you said, once a week, reaching out to someone new and all of those relationships really do pay off. So let's hear a little bit, Isabel, about how you got that first job. You were talking about the fact that um, it was during the pandemic. And I even remember there was an article written about you being unemployed in the Triangle Business Journal. And, you know, basically just putting yourself out there saying, help, I need a job. Yeah, so I actually, I kind of forget exactly who connected me with that journalist. I actually think it was one of my professors. So again, reiterating what Jack said earlier about building those relationships with your professors, they're going to really be there to advocate for you when you're looking for a job too. Um, I kind of got that opportunity through a professor um, to be featured in the Triangle Business Journal, which was awesome. And I got to add that to my profile. But I landed my first job. Honestly, it was through LinkedIn. I had been following Samaritan's Purse. I knew I wanted to work for a nonprofit. And so I applied for the job. Um, several rounds of interviews, um, which was crazy because it was a seasonal um, role. But actually, I got the role that I'm in now through a teammate from Samaritan's Purse. Um, and they actually knew mine now supervisor, which is crazy. Um, so I ended up only having one interview for the position I'm in now, um, which just goes to show like if you put in the effort and you are faithful to do your work, um, and you show up giving 110% every day, people will advocate for you. Um, and really, that just starts to help build your reputation in your career field, especially within the nonprofit setting. Um, I'm not sure if any of the students in this class are interested, but it really is such a small world. Um, and even when you get closer into your specific job field, um, 
people talk and and people you know from different companies talk and know each other and so um yeah really just giving it your all especially in those entry level positions where you're really trying to build a reputation for yourself in your career just to dig into that, Isabel, when you were getting rejections, when your confidence was low, how did you keep going? Gosh, it was tough. Um, Sometimes it felt like for weeks on end, I would just apply to multiple jobs and would either hear nothing or get a rejection here and there. Um, And I really think it was just because a lot of companies were just like on pause because with the unknowns with the pandemic, they weren't sure what the rest of the year was going to look like for their company financially. Um, And so I really, thank goodness, had such a good support system around me. Um, I came back home to live with my parents once the pandemic broke out. um, And really just staying near and close to people who give you life and and breathe life into you um, is so important during that time. And I had other classmates who I had graduated with who were going through the same thing. Um, And so really just having supportive people around you to talk through those things with and the challenges of trying to find a job in a pandemic. Um, And honestly, getting on LinkedIn was while, you know, some people were landing jobs and I was like, oh, like, I want that to be me. There were so many people on LinkedIn who were just posting such encouraging things to the recent grads. And um, I really felt really loved through that platform, um, as kind of crazy as that sounds. But um, yeah, does that answer? Yes, it doesn't sound crazy at all. I mean, support people are so important when we've all been rejected. We've all tried for things and gotten that no and just not do give up and feel discouraged. Jack, did that ever happen for you? And and what were some of your techniques for moving on and staying positive? Yes, that, that happened to me. Interesting enough, I so I grew up, I had a few little jobs here and there before college and they were like swim coach and I worked at Chick-fil-A for a bit. And so those like, I didn't get rejected from. So I had this very high, like, oh, I've never got rejected from a job, but that obviously is not reality. So what ended up happening was it was my sophomore year. Uh, and I was like, oh, I have had jobs in the past. I'm going to start applying for internships. And, you know, I think there's times where you know, we, we, we need confidence as we go in, but I think also like level setting expectations is really important. Uh, and so for me, for example, uh, I applied to a bunch of jobs that I was like not qualified for. And uh, that ended up making it so I got all these rejections. And it was almost like this like reality wake up of like, not just, you know, who am I as a professional? What do I want to be as my professional? But like, what are my motivations? Um, and I originally came into college wanting to be an investment banker. Now I'm in HR, which is like in the business world, almost opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, And so I feel like you learn more through the failures. You learn more through the rejections. You learn more about your own character, your own values and what you want in your career. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Jack. And I, I think with those internships, like you said, you uh, you realized there's a lot of competition out there, and I can't um, just get discouraged by some of the the no's. We've Definitely. all had so many different no's. I think a lot of students wonder about this. How much 
of the job you're doing now did you learn in college? Because there's this fear that what if I'm not ready? I've got this imposter syndrome that they're going to find me out that I don't belong at NC State or I don't belong in this job. Um, Jack, did you do you feel like there's a percentage that you use now in this area at EY as a, as a person in HR that you learned in college or is it more on the job? It's, I would say... Every every job that I've been in so far, there is a learning curve in some sort. This is something that a mentor once told me, actually, I think he's spoken potentially this class for Justin Tomlin, where he talks about, you know, there's a learning curve that you're going to hit at every new job. And a lot of that's just, hey, getting used to new processes, getting used to different ways people do things. But to specifically answer your question, I would say the one knowledge or the one thing that helped me most in college was more of a way of thinking. And so like analytically thinking about things, uh, doing problem solving and trying to understand, you know, where are areas in a company or whatever that there's an opportunity at. So I would say for me as an HR major, it gave me a solid baseline so that I could understand a lot of the words that they were mentioning. Uh, it helped me with a way of thinking. But if I'm being honest, I every time I've entered a new role of some sort, it has felt overwhelming at times. But that is not just you. That is getting used to new processes and new uh, learning curves that each job, each company is going to have a different way of doing things. So don't be intimidated by that. I literally, I was on a call yesterday with my manager and he was like, Jack, like, you know, you're doing good, but like, you got to understand, like, we just have different ways of doing things. So it may feel like information overload at times. It may, may even feel like you may even feel anxious. But the thing is, at the end of the day, as long as you're showing up and you're trying to learn things, your employer is going to be so happy and they're going to be so excited to, to have you at their company. I think that's a wonderful insight. The first time you do it, you don't know what to expect. No one in this class has ever transitioned from college to career. So it's all new. But think about when you started at NC State, you never did college before. And now you can do hard things or you would not be sitting in this room today. Isabel, what would your percentage breakdown be between learning in college and learning on the job? Yeah, I would definitely say I think because of my field being communications, um, a lot of what I I learned what I'm using now for my degree in college is more soft skills. Um, but that might be different with like an engineer um, or a more specific kind of job industry. But I wrote down a few things just while Jack was talking. I think um, being a good teammate is something that um, I learned just in group projects in college. Um, did a lot of those, especially like my senior year in capstone classes. Um, flexibility in a job is so important. Um, and then I would say kindness and humility, like Jack was saying, um, going from my job at Samaritan's Purse to Proverbs 31, even though they're both within the same field, they're both nonprofit ministries, totally different processes, 100% a learning curve and add COVID on top of it and working remote. It's like that learning curve is even bigger because you're having to learn things via Zoom with your supervisor, which is tough in and of itself. So really just having grace for yourself and um, really humility, just the ability to say, hey, I, I still don't understand this. Um, and your employer will hopefully, um, mine have, been, be gracious enough um, to just understand and help show you. It's better to ask a million questions than to just sit there in the dark like, um, I have no idea what's going on, so I'm going to just kind of ignore this until it comes up. Um, and asking questions just shows that you want to learn. Like Jack said, you're showing up and you're ready to dig into whatever it is that your supervisor, your boss has for you. So I'd really say um, 
learning how to connect with people, being able to communicate. That's something that I feel like will serve you so well in any job, in any career field. Um, and just like working hard, giving your best effort um, and 100% flexibility with COVID. Yes. And when you just talked about that, realizing that these two companies you've been in, these two nonprofits just in the last uh, six months or so are so different. It can feel so overwhelming when you don't know how to do it. So asking questions, oh my gosh, right? Don't be afraid to. We've all asked them before and they don't expect you to know it all. They expect you to stumble to make a few mistakes. So let's move into our time machine. 20 years from now, Jack, what advice would you give yourself today? So you got to tell us how old you're going to be in 20 years and what you need to hear now from your future wiser self. I would be 42 years old. And what I would tell myself, I think stick to stick to your values over everything. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, something that's big in HR is what are different types of motivation? This is something that I would recommend anyone, regardless if you're in the psychology or the HR space to think about. But at the end of the day, you're going to have intrinsic motivators and extrinsic motivators, extrinsic being pay, benefits, things like that. They're very important. Uh, don't get me wrong. They're important considerations when applying and accepting roles. But at the end of the day, you know, what is going to wake you up? Uh, and that's that intrinsic motivation, the value of your company, the mission, the vision of your company. So I would say, you know, at the, what I would tell myself is, you know, as you're going throughout your career, whether you're at EY for a while or whether you, you make moves here or there, uh, I would just continuously tell myself that my moves are, are based off what I value, what motivates me to, to hopefully make the world uh, and the working world uh, a better place. So that's, that's what I would say. Stick to, stick to your values over everything. Let those be the main deciding factor on your decisions. Uh, yeah. I love that. Isabel, how about you? I 100% echo that. Mine's very similar. I would just say continue to pursue your passion and like do not lose focus of that. Um, I think Jack mentioned earlier, like every job really is a stepping stone. I think even just looking back from sophomore year on when I started having internships in college, every single thing that I did has led me to this point and in some way has contributed to the work that I'm doing now, which is incredible. But really, I hope that I am doing something that I am so passionate about where I feel purposeful and filled up. And I hope that that is more meaningful to me than how much money I'm getting on my paycheck. Um, and so really, I think that goes along with what Jack said, just be passionate and um, don't lose sight of your values um, and, and don't compromise that. Wow, my heart is so big listening to all of that. Um, it's so fun having you all come back. It feels like just yesterday, literally, you were in the class. So this is this is to test your memory. Do you remember your Sparkotype? Because our class just finished that up for today. Either one of you remember? I remember mine. Um, I was a nurturer was my first one. And my second one was an advisor, which is, it makes total sense because the roles that I've been in really align with that. Um, so those are mine. Jack, you might not remember. It's okay if you don't. I, I don't remember, but I will say that the, the, the not folder, but the binder that we received for, for Marcy's class, I, I just got a new bookshelf and I have all my books on it. And I also have that binder on it because I know how big of a, a role that played. Y'all, the, the resume that Marcy helped edit, 
and guide me on. That's the resume that got me my, you know, first kind of like real adult job. So, so all these resources that you're using are super helpful. And while I apologize for not specifically remembering, I do have it, I do have it handy for reference. (laughs) There it's, it's like some of the things stick with you. Maybe you remember your true color. Do you remember when we did that, where it was like, if you're gold, if you're blue, if you're green, or if you are orange, I think I was orange. I think you were too. Yeah, I, I feel I like we broke up into groups on that. Isabel, what were you? Blue? I was blue. <laughs> <laughs> I was I always pick blue TAs because yeah. Isabel was also my TA. Um, yeah, we've done all these different assessments. So so class, what Jack's talking about the binder, that's back in the day where we were in person and we like handed things to people. But that's your P5 that you're doing right now. You know, stay present, trust the process, um, unleash your potential, release the pressure valve, all the things that you've been doing each week week, like literally you're going, oh, I got to do this again, but it really helps. Like, that's why I love having the alums come back and talk about how it impacted them in such a meaningful way. Um, What questions y'all have? Everybody's been so quiet listening. I'm going to pause and let anybody unmute. Sari, I know you have a question. Don't leave us hanging. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll ask, how did both of y'all know what you wanted to do. Um, I know personally, like I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, did y'all come into college knowing or did you slowly figure it out through classes or like what helped you figure that out? I can, I'll answer that first, Isabel, if you want. Um, I kind of was speaking to it earlier. Like I came into college thinking uh, I wanted to be like an investment banker. And that's because as I referenced earlier, like the intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation, I was like, I want to make a lot of money, all these things. Uh, And I was actually in the Brigal study hall, uh, the bar out there. I may or may not have been cramming the last second for a test, um, but I was, this for my HR class. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I love interacting with people. I love the idea of like supporting people. And so it was in that moment that I was like, this is something that I may be interested in. So you never know when it's going to come. For me, it was something where I came into college thinking one thing that completely changed within a year or two. Uh, But I I think my best advice for that is, you know, the classes you take, so so you have your major, obviously, focus on those, but utilize your electives. Uh, Explore things that you think might be interesting and that you might be curious about. And then I feel like this sounds like cheesy and I promise Marcy didn't just tell me to say it, but like really pay attention to your classes um, because you're going to really understand, hey, is this thing I'm learning? Is it giving me excitement? Is it giving me joy? Is it something that I could see myself doing every single day for X amount of time? And, you know, I went through my classes and I didn't feel that until, you know, I got to my human resource uh, elective for, for my PCOM class. It was, it was eye-opening in that moment. And then, you know, from there, you just Google a bunch of stuff and you talk to the CDC and you talk to your professors. And then from there, it kind of just naturally progresses. Yeah, that's great. Um, I absolutely did not have a clue as to what I wanted to do. I came in thinking I might be an education major. Um, just because I used to make my siblings, I would force them to play school with me. Growing up. <laughs> um, but then I decided to do exploratory studies, which that was super helpful to me. And I think the relationships I had with my professors, even just Marcy, like, helped me so much. Um, and taking those assessments, like the spark type and things that might feel a little tedious sometimes and like, okay, well, what do I do with this? I have all my results still too. And I used them in job interviews, like a hundred percent. Um, and like Jack said, what makes you excited? 
pay attention to those things. And I don't think it was ever for me. It might've been for Jack. I don't know, but just this like light bulb moment of, okay, this is exactly what I'm destined to do for the rest of my life. I feel like for a lot of people, it takes a a good bit of time to really figure out, okay, I want to be here for a long time. Um, And a lot of that was just getting myself into opportunities or internships that I didn't really love. And that helped me figure out more of what I kind of thought I did want to do. So helpful. That was a great question, Sari. I know everybody was thinking that, like, how do you figure it out? But right now, um, we're doing the 30 day challenge. So you might remember it, Isabel and Jack, what you did. But this semester, everyone is asking themselves three questions every day. And it ties in so well to the advice you just gave. It's what energizes me, what drained me and what did I learn about myself? And they're doing it for 30 days straight. And a lot of people have been sharing things that they're learning about themselves. And those are are the nudges that are kind of helping you make your way through the fog and figure out that next step. Like it honestly really, really works. So I love hearing you all echo my sentiments. All right, time for one more question before we let our busy professionals head back to their jobs. We know there's a million things that they have to get going and get doing. Anything else, class? Um, yeah, that's a question. Um, how's your day to day now, like compared to your day to day when you're in college? I can hit that one first. Um, So very different. I am still getting used to that adjustment. Um, And I think it came a little bit more abruptly for our class because we were sent home right in March and it was like no end of the year things, no graduation, no fun part. It was just like, okay, real world hitting right now. Um, And Jack said this earlier, but you do have so much more time as a student, as like crazy as that kind of sounds. It's just... It's so different when you start work because as a college student, you might have a class at eight and then you have a class at three, but you've got this like five hour gap in between. Um, And when you work, if, you know, we weren't in COVID right now, I would be at the office from nine to five, like all day. Um, And then you come home and it's like, you might do an activity at night. Most nights I'm pretty dang tired. In college, I would have something literally every night of the week. Um, But I think I'm still learning how to find that work-life balance. Um, So it's just, it's such a different feel. But then of course you come home and hopefully you're able to create that work-life balance of like, I'm not going to check my email when I get home. Um, And you can kind of relax and you don't have homework or studying to do on a Sunday, which is really nice. Your weekend can fully be dedicated to your weekend and just unplugging. Um, But it is 100% an adjustment um, that I feel like I wasn't really warned um, super well about. And so, yeah, Jack, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking about that exact question, Ty, the other day. That's such a great question because I was like, when I was back in college, I would, you know, go to class and then I'd go hang out and tally with all these people and it was so much fun. And then we'd go play basketball and then I'd swing by the C store and grab like a Powerade. Like college is awesome. It's so much fun. There really is never going to be a time like it. The rest of your life, and I know I probably sound like a lot of like y'all's parents because they're like that or I feel like people say that all the time. But I think one of the coolest things about graduating and what I found is to be the most helpful is with your job, even though it is more time consuming, it's it's like taking just one class. And so for me in college, it was like, you know, I had to like, remember that I had a test here and had a project due here and all these things. And I was juggling all of these different like things and there were different subjects. But now in the real world, it's, you know, I'm going to show up every morning 
and do my work. I'm going to leave. And when I get there the next morning, I know where I need to pick up and start from, or I know, you know, what meetings I have for that day. And so while it is more time, I would say, uh, it's a little more simpler, uh, even in some ways, because there's only kind of like one tunnel that you're focusing on uh, throughout the day. Wow, it's amazing how different it is. Um, thanks for that question, Ty. To, question. Um, oh, Josh, I'm so sorry. Jump in. I was going to ask, how important do you think it is that you feel like you belong at whatever college you're at? That's a great question. And so I, I actually was doing some research with a professor in Pool College where as individuals, we both have a desire to feel belonging and uniqueness. And for each individual person, you know, level of belonging could be more important, level of uniqueness can be more important. I would say something that I realized in NC State, but I do definitely have like just, a, you know, one ledge towards it is they did a really good job of each individual college is being like very welcoming uh, to, you know, all types of people, whether it's, you know, like whether you look different, whether you think different. And so that's something like I really have valued about NC State. Um, I would say if you don't feel a sense of belonging at your college, that's not an issue with you, but that's an issue with the college. And I, I don't know if that's a good or bad answer because I do feel that NC State is a community that supports like inclusive thinking. I, and I'm hoping that every college allows you to feel that way. When it comes to feeling belonging in the sense of, you know, I'm confident this is what I want to do, you know, that's a little different because you're going to have some people who came in wanting to be English majors and they're confident throughout their four years. And so they may have this sense of pride and establishment at their college. And there's others who, you know, I'm going to be an English major because I know I enjoy writing. I don't know if I want to do that for the rest of my life. So I would say, you know, when it comes to us as humans, uh, I like to think, and, and from what I've experienced, uh, NC State has been extremely inclusive of all different people. Um, and then when it comes to your commitment and your desire to be in that college, uh, that can vary. And that's an okay thing that it varies. Thanks for that answer, Jack. And thanks for that great question. All right, class, let's unmute uh, as a as a Wolfpack team and say thank you to Isabel and Jack. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.